How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Happy birthday to, to you. Ah. Happy birthday <laughs> to, to this you. This is precious. This is for Happy us. birthday yes, to you. You, Wait, four is that years old. Four years old today. Is that Pentatonix? No. Who is that? I'm trying to. That's the only I, the only group that does that I can think of. Who is that? No, it was uh, someone else on YouTube. Oh, so pretty. Someone else on YouTube. Someone else on YouTube that producer, I can't think of their name. Our producer, well, Bonato. happy, happy birthday. Yes. To Channel Q, baby. Listen, at this time four years ago, because I got a little uh, reminder on my phone, we had woken up at like 2 a.m., we got to the Abbey at like 3.30 in the morning. That's insane. Because they were we just broadcasted live. Oh, a thousand. They the had literally closed. The cleaning. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to the Abbey. We were so excited. We had Wait, just been. Why on earth were you there at 3.30 in the morning? Oh, we used to get to work. We used to start Hours? the show at like 4 a.m. That's insane. But it was our big opening day. Yeah. And, um... For whatever reason, we got there. I was in full glam. I had gotten to glam before uh, the show because we had a bunch of press coming that day. And we broadcasted live from the Abbey. Willem was like our first guest ever. And it was crazy. It it feels like just yesterday, four years ago, the, the baby Channel Q started. And the random, the weird part of it is I was there. You're the I, yeah. You were one of the first well, guests. I was, you got yes. Uh, I was one of the practice guests, by the way. Like before they started, but I you invited me to the red carpet at the Abbey, and you and I took a photo together yeah. with my book. And you were full glam. I looked cute, but it was I, it was the first time I'd seen you in a while, and that photo still cracks me up because I'm 32 feet taller than you. Oh my god, it cracks me up because I had my highest heels on, yeah. and you're still towering over you, towering over I'll me. Have to try to find that photo. It's cute. I have it. It popped up in my memories too. It's uh, part of the memories of today. Uh, but yeah, happy four years happy to Channel Q. Birthday and happy National Coming Out Day. Um, Proud of us. So we so we did that on this day, and it's the same day every year. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you mean? So our birthday and National Coming Out Day are on the same day every year. Oh yeah, they, it was out? intentional. Got they it. wanted to put Channel Q out on National Coming Out Day. Got it. It was like totally the thing that had like 
we're so it's coming always out. October 11th. It's yeah. not like the the third or the first Monday of the month. No. Or got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I understand. A little queer history for you. Listen, we've done a lot of good work, hard work, pandemic work. Yeah. We're still around. We have a great show for you today. All kinds of fun guests uh, sharing their coming out stories. Uh, a little bit non-traditional coming out stories. And, and that's absolutely okay because that's how we love to do it here at the Morning Beat, though. Right now, though, we should do some news on the beat. What do you have for us? I just gave you news, honey. Yeah, we need more news. All right, I feel like I'm going to sneeze, though, and I'm going to just ride just this hit up. Your, hit your cough button and sneeze and then keep going. Well, Rocco's finally home with me. Oh, yeah, the dog's here. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, there's a little booger. Oh, okay. It's okay. Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into news on the beat. Officials at Vanderbilt University Medical Center announced Friday that they're pausing gender-affirming surgeries for minors in order to review their practices. The news delivered in a letter sent to a lawmaker who has demanded an end to the surgeries was publicly released Friday afternoon. It comes amid mounting political pressure from Tennessee's Republican leaders who called for an investigation into the private nonprofit hospital after videos surfaced on social media last month of a doctor touting that gender... Affirming procedures are huge money makers. Another video showed a staffer saying anyone with a religious objection should quit. None of the politicians could point to a specific law that the hospital had violated and no agency to date has committed an investigation. This is just so annoying. Like they're like, oh, we don't have a single example of a single law that you've ever violated in the history of your hospital. However, you better stop. Yeah, stop right now. Come on. Uh, All right, let's get into weather. 65 in Boston, 81 in New Orleans, 86 in Miami, 76 in Denver, 90 in Vegas, 78 in L.A., and 96 in Cathedral City. I will say I was thinking of you yesterday. I landed in L.A., and it's been so hot where I've been traveling, Atlanta and Vegas. Mm -mm. And when I got to L.A., it was fall weather, baby. You You said it. You know what I did yesterday? I lit a bunch of pumpkin spice candles. I got pumpkin spice airwick for my. I have pumpkin spice in my coffee right now, and I got a little harvest fake uh, floral arrangement thing for my mantle above my TV. Oh, I love it, cozy it's very, guy. Very festive. I literally had picked up a huge throw blanket and pillows like that said thankful on them and had pumpkins yesterday at Target. I was like, AJ, stop. Slow down. Slow down. (laughs) I know, but it's cozy season. It is cozy season. Here's a vibe for you. In order to move others deeply, we must deliberately allow ourselves to be carried away beyond the bounds of our normal sensibility. Love that. Let yourself dream every now and then. One of the things that we have learned to live with during this pandemic that we're sort of kind of out of, but it's sort of kind of still lingering around you know, we're keeping an eye on Europe right now because uh, they're having a bit of a wave over there and that it could be heading here in the next few weeks. Um, but Zooms, right? How many people knew what a oh Zoom even was? I'd heard of Zoom before the pandemic, but I didn't really know what it was. And yeah. I, the only thing, it's interesting because remember Skype was so big? Oh, yeah. What happened oh to my Skype? God. Skype? What happened to Skype? Skype was ahead of their time. They missed the mark. Well, you know what's so interesting about Zooming? Zoomer, Zoomy, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Uh, it's all we did in the pandemic. Yes. And it was a very great way of communicating, of getting our show done, of handling things. Um but now, now that life is back to normal, we even dealt with that this weekend. Our boss was like, don't zoom in, you know, go to the studio, make it sound right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zoom was like 
the it, way that we did literally saved everything. It saved our show. It's it's the reason that we have a job. It's also interesting that we actually call it Zooming now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We actually call it what the brand is because that's the one that popped. Nobody's calling it, let's Cisco WebEx meet. Let's Google meet. Nobody's saying those things. They say yeah, Zoom. right. And Zoom is sort of the catch-all. And sometimes right. Zoom doesn't even mean it. It's kind of like how we say, get me some Kleenex. And if you want to, if if you want uh, to blow your nose on a tissue, well, there's a bunch of different brands. Nobody's saying puffs; they're saying Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Kleenex is actually a brand, mm-hmm. or or Band Aid. A lot of different band brands of Band Aid. Band Aid is an actual name brand. Yeah. So sometimes the most famous thing is the one that we remember. That's the case with Zoom. Well, here's the question though. So this, this TikToker started the debate about uh, turning their camera on for company meetings. Right? Some companies require your camera has to be on. Sometimes they don't. And she says, trust me, I'm doing you all a favor. I don't want to do my hair and makeup for a stupid Zoom meeting. And I hear this deeply. So, exactly. So I think a lot of people hear that. I'm going to take the corporate approach, though, right? So as a boss, let's say, if I were the boss and my employees were like, I'm not going to turn my camera on, I'm saying, I'm sorry, that's not okay because you're still getting paid to do your job. And part of that job normally would be to brush your hair, brush your teeth, and come to work. And if you if the, and if you want to come to work with a little bit of makeup on or none on, that's still on you. But you need to be presentable in like an, a professional workspace. And also, we honey, we both know what happens when we don't turn the cameras on. We're not at that Zoom. You know how many, you know how many Zoom meetings I've had for this job where first I all, don't I feel, turn my camera on and I just walk all, away? I feel attacked. I didn't brush my hair on my teeth this morning. <laughs> I, why, I slept we're on in radio. these clothes. Thank God for our listeners' sake that we're not on camera every day. Listen, Zoom is tough. Zoom was also the number one reason why men and women... Got plastic surgery I, in 2020. That Remember recently. that conversation? Yes. Yeah. Because people were forced to look at themselves. Everybody bought a ring when light. When you went into, exactly. We used to be the only people who knew what ring lights were. Now? Like, like actors and influencers Yeah, in now LA. we're losers. Everybody does now. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy, though, because being forced to look at yourself on these Zooms, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, my gosh. But I, I hate Zooms. I still do. I hate Zooming. I do, too. I hate Zooms. I miss in-person stuff. I think there, there's, something more, there's something powerful about being somewhere in person. It's a great alternative. I will say, though, that there are some really great apps. Um, there is a, a publicist that we worked with for a while, and I, I won't say her name because she was terrible, but... Uh, she always looked really great on her Zooms. Oh. And then she admitted to us she has a filter that makes it look like she has makeup on without even doing anything to herself. And so that's <gasps> even an option. So here, there's no excuse Shady anymore. Bitch. You could have a full brow, a full a full red lip, all the stuff without even just a hit by the hit of a button, the touch of a button. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I get it. I understand. I understand that we're all tired of this. We don't want to be on Zoom. We don't want to look our best. It's fine. Just do what I do and put that that headshot up, that, that still photo. Oh, and yeah, and then don't go, do anything. Go play with your dog. So if you could just hear the conversation we had a moment ago. I heard that song. I love it. I used to listen to it all the time, and I couldn't remember who the artist was. And Michaela, God bless her, I go, oh, who is this? She goes, no, Madonna. No, no. I knew this was Madonna. I, I thought know. you meant this story. You meant the story we're doing next. And I was like, Madonna. And I was talking about the story, the song that was yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crystal Waters. I haven't heard that name in a while. La, dee, la, da, da. She was big back. Her and LaBouche were like big around mm-hmm, the same time. Yeah. They were like dance vibes, and I lived for them. Yes. I also lived for Madonna because she's been popular since forever and um she's got herself in some hot water oh my right gosh now. it's an appropriate story to do on national coming out day what's going on all right well it actually kind of angers me the way that tiktok has responded madonna went on tiktok and she did this challenge 
that she threw these hot pink underwear towards the trash and it was captioned, if I miss, I'm gay. So she totally on purpose missed the trash can and now people are saying that she's queer baiting and uh, people are really offended by her suggesting that she's gay but has always just publicly been with men. First of all, bitch, Madonna wrote the book on sex. Come on. Like, Madonna's definitely been with women in the past, but also, I really don't think that she's queerbaiting. I think one of her gay friends was like, hey, this is a funny TikTok trend, you should try it. And then she did, and Madonna just doesn't do TikTok well because she's 64 years old and did everything else really well. <laughs> and, like, we cannot drag Madonna. Yeah, TikTokers are, like, 16 years old. Like, yeah, I'm on TikTok, let you're it on TikTok, go. but it's a young demographic. It's the youngest app right now that's out there. And here's the thing. We drag Madonna sometimes because, listen, she's got a little kooky in her older age. She's a little bit Grey Gardens. She, like, she's not giving um, what okay, she used to give. Okay, first of all, a million percent. And, and that's okay. She's allowed to. She's earned that. I think she'll have. I think that she will have a resurgence at some point. I think that she'll, she's going to pull a share, and all of a sudden, shares like seventy years old and have a number one hits again. I feel like Madonna's going to do that at some point. Right now, though. I, I, I have to defend her on this one because I'm a, I agree Please with you. Please defend her. Please I defend agree. her. I think that she was doing something silly. And also, hear me out. What if, what if she doesn't care? What if she doesn't care? She doesn't care. And She's doesn't care Madonna. who's gay, who's straight, who's queer, who's non-bi. She's, before any of this was like, like being debated, she was like, I don't care. I, I support everyone. She always has. And, and we, we, I think sometimes our community is so quick to try to be like, don't queer bait or don't put us in a box. But then we put ourselves in all these little boxes. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's let's just unpack that a bit. Yeah. And say it's OK to be whatever you want to be, because guess what? Maybe she's a lesbian on Monday and she's completely straight on Tuesday. And on, on Wednesday, she's asexual. On Thursday, she's bisexual. Like, like who cares? She's allowed to be whatever she wants a to be. A thousand percent. She's Madonna. Yeah, she's Madonna. And also, she was doing all of this way before any yes, of us. come so on. So don't bother her. Let her be a human. Respect your elders. Respect your elders? That was shady. I heard that. <sighs> You're, you, you, you were a little bit off, Mike, but not far enough. But not shady in the sense of she's old. Mm-hmm. In the sense that we need to respect if our trailblazers. Were, if you were interviewing her right now. And, and, and if somebody yelled something, would you yell back, respect your elders, in front of her? Yeah, she's 64 years old, oh, babe. wow. Well, she is. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you as we continue celebrating our four-year four anniversary. It's our birthday here at Channel Q, also National Coming mm-hmm. Out Day. Not a coincidence at all. We came right out of the closet four years ago, and you were there, honey. Uh, oddly enough, I wasn't working for the company, but I was there, too. I so came and supported at uh, the Abbey for the very first show you guys ever did. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us keep the lights on for four years. Uh, what we do, we believe in. We know that it's important, and we hear from you. You know, I get in DMs all the time, as I know you do as well, from listeners all over the country who just say thank you because there's nothing like you on the air anywhere we love else. It. So it means a lot to us. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we're going to be paying it forward all morning long by bringing on all sorts of guests, some of who have been on the show before. Our next guest in about 10 minutes from now is an old friend of the show. Uh, we've got, um, who's also the very first player to come out as bisexual in the uh, in the uh, NFL, God, wow, sports. Uh, R.K. Russell is going to be joining us with an update on what they have going on in their life. Uh, joining us this hour, also a little bit later on in the show, we've got Carl Schmid and Tony Morrison, uh, who is GLAD Senior Director of Communications. Tony Morrison was a uh, producer over at Good Morning America for about the last decade. He's a friend yeah. and can't wait to have him on the show talking about coming out as HIV positive. Uh, these two gentlemen are going to be joining us uh, to share in that conversation a little bit later on. Uh, maybe a little bit less traditional coming out story, but uh, very, very important uh, that we continue having these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And just also to to our listeners, there's so many listeners that have literally been listening since day one when we were called out now. I get DMs sometimes for like, oh, yeah, no, from the very beginning. Thank you so much for riding yeah. with us, sticking through. I mean, we, you guys, we made it through a pandemic. We yeah. made it through Zooming. We made it through recording from home. But isn't that just like what our community is, though? Yes. Like we so survive. resilient, always taking care we're of like, each other. We're like cockroaches, basically. Yeah. We survive everything. Yes, we so do. You can try to step on us. You can try to squash us. It's not going to happen. We're always going to be here. And then what's going to happen is we're going to multiply. So, exactly. So, <laughs> you want to talk about the gay agenda? There it is. Yeah, we're gay. We're gay. And we're going to make everybody gay. My son is gay. My son is gay. My son moved to the city and now he's gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> he's here. He's queer. Get used to it. That is still one of my favorite YouTube videos still of all time. Still the funniest video ever. It's too, too good. Uh-huh. That's, that's back. At our, our producer, Vanessa, is looking like, what is that? It wasn't. It's not on TikTok, Vanessa. It was on YouTube years ago, which YouTube is this platform where people put videos on there and you can watch them on the internet. <laughs> the World Wide Web. I know that's way, way. Vanessa is too young. Before is too time. young and cool. Vanessa, can I ask you, Vanessa? We call her, her, her nickname is Vanessa. One Vanessa. Uh, did you ever have a MySpace? Yes. Yeah, I had MySpace. Okay, yeah. I you're... feel like we were all geniuses creating our uh, MySpace yes. cycle unique and stuff. Oh my God, but also how bullies were we? Because I know I was, I was like, you're not you my, didn't top make eight. my top eight today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, and you would shift, psycho. You would shift people in their the position based on what you felt about them that day. Yeah. And try to make them feel bad. And they were like number two one day and number seven the next day. But and they like, remember when there was only top four? Oh, wow. That's hard. That's even. 
That's difficult. That's even, yeah. And one oh of them was always, was always Tom in that white t-shirt. Or if the boy you like or girl that you like made it to your top, it's like, hello. Oh, wow. That was a big deal. You know. It was a big deal. I do sort of miss MySpace. Listen, I just miss social media that made sense and yeah. that I got to see. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is so devastating these days, and yeah. that's all I think about. It's all whack. Yeah, it's whack. Did I just say that? Wow. Well, you were back in your MySpace days. <laughs> that, that word was cool at one point, too. I mean, that was in my mid-20s. Yes. Oh, let's do some news on the beat. All right, babe. A legal loophole has led a slew of LGBTQ couples from China, where same-sex marriage is not recognized, to get legally married in Provo, Utah. Two laws in the state have converged to make this possible. Number one, the state of Utah does not have residency or citizenship requirements for marriage licenses. Number two, Utah County, where the city of Provo is located, allows international marriages online. Approximately 200 Chinese couples have taken advantage of this so far, according to the nonprofit Rest of World. Their marriages are still not recognized in China, but it does allow them some semblance of a legal union. Some have made a fanfare of the online ceremonies with balloons and drinks and other guests logging in to watch. Others have kept it more low-key and private. All right, another news, a series of town hall-style events to introduce Nebraska Republican U.S. Senator Ben Sass as the sole finalist to take over as the president of the University of Florida were met with hundreds of angry student protesters decrying the senator's lengthy anti-LGBTQ record. The separate meetings Monday were with students, faculty, and staff on campus. During those sessions, the Gainesville Sun reported about a 1,000 people yelling, Hey, hey, ho, ho, Ben Sass has got to go. Gathered and disrupted at least one of the meetings. The student-run newspaper, The Independent Florida Alligator, reported after just 10 minutes protesting outside. Around 300 protesters moved up the staircase of Emerson Alumni Hall to the second floor. UF administrators and police stood stone-faced outside the ballroom. Emerson Hall echoing from the slams of dozens of fists on the solid wooden doors to the ballroom. All right, let's get into weather. Six to six in Boston. 84 in New Orleans. 86 in Miami. 77 in Denver. 92 in Vegas. 77 in L.A. And 90 degrees in Cathedral City. Uh, why don't you give us a little vibe? I'll do that. In order to move others deeply, we must deliberately allow ourselves to be carried away beyond the bounds of our normal sensibility. Um, you know, it's very moving to me. People's coming out stories. I'm obsessed I, with that. I actually look forward to this time of year, every year, just to see, like, welcome new people to the family. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, you, you got to the point where you're courageous enough to share this publicly. Good on you. Welcome to the family. You've got a safe space here at Channel Q. Um, this is really exciting stuff. Ed Sheeran, just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And Channel Q wants you to go see him in concert at LA's SoFi Stadium on his upcoming mathematics tour. We promise no mathematics involved. You don't have to do any addition, subtraction, multiplication, none of it. Amen. You don't even have to know what a hypotenuse is. That's more ge geometry, I think. No idea. That was me trying to make a math joke. I heard that, but I still have Tickets no idea. go on sale this Friday morning at 10 a.m., but... You have a chance to win a pair here at Channel Q. Just head over to wearechannelq.com, and we will announce the winners on Friday's show. Good luck. Okay, good luck, Shuki. As we continue celebrating National Coming Out Day, we're sharing all sorts of coming out stories. Some of them you've heard before. Some of them maybe uh, you're new to. Uh, mm -hmm. Our next guest has been here before. He's a, he's a friend of the show. His story is so powerful, uh, so much so that he's putting it into words and a new book called The Yards Between Us. Please welcome back to the program R.K. Russell. R.K., how are you? 
Hi, thank you. I'm I'm great. Thank you for having me again. It's great to be talking to you both again. No Hi, honey. It's good to have yeah. you back. We're out of the pandemic. We're back to life. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> Amen. Right. So uh, we made it. So for for those of our listeners who maybe don't know your story, uh, you played in the NFL for about three seasons, and you came out as bisexual about what three years ago, I believe. Correct. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, and and now you're actually telling that story in a book. Uh, why now, and what can readers expect uh, to learn about you in this book, The Yards Between Us? Oh my gosh. Well, I think now is the perfect time. I think in the 100-plus years of the NFL, um, we're finally kind of making progress that feels a little more concrete uh, with Carl Nassib coming out and not just playing for one, but now two teams uh, post-coming out my own coming out story being three years ago and honestly me just taking the time to sit down and figure out how to write this story, what I wanted to tell, the impact I wanted to make. Um, I think the time is, is, is now. I think that male sports is on the cusp of <laughs> true inclusion and diversity and, and, and really platforming that. The NFL specifically, you know, doing more with, um, you know, national coming out day PSAs and, and more social um, supports more players coming forward and being supportive coaches talking about the about LGBTQ plus athletes something as small as the NFL logo going from the normal colors to pride rainbow colors uh, mm-hmm. might seem small but it's actually huge and, and very significant uh, for a lot of young fans a lot of people that that look up to the sport and look up to the athletes so I think now is the perfect time and if not now then when right <laughs> yeah you know I think it's always a big conversation uh, when it comes to sports um, because we often talk about you know the to- the toxic masculinity of it all and and really the kind of bravery it takes to truly be yourself in in such a masculine world uh even in 2022 i feel like coming out in the nfl is still like a really difficult thing so what are some of the tips maybe two mental health tips yesterday was world mental health day uh what are two maybe tips that you have for for people that are listening that work in an environment or live in an environment where it's full of toxic masculinity and and really learning how to like be yourself. Yeah. I mean, coming out is, is a big moment. It might not be a scary moment for everyone. I think it is for most people, but regardless, it's it's a big moment because you're allowing someone or the world or a coworker or a peer, you know, to see a part of you, a truth of you that historically, especially here in this country, a lot of the time has been, you know, met with shame or with um, hate or with violence at times, you know, so, so I think it's a scary moment. You add on top of it being in a hyper-masculine, um, maybe sometimes toxic, toxically masculine um, profession or community or workplace. Uh, that's just an, an extra added layer. But I will say that for me personally, my own self-love and self-worth and value and pride in who I was in the, in the human being. Um, that I was, was more important than the things that I did than the accomplishments that maybe I could have gotten or had in, in then a profession. You know, we are not just what we do. We are, you know, how we impact people, how we treat people, how we move throughout this world. Uh, in football, regardless, whether you're, you're Tom Brady or, or whether you're a guy that shows up one day and decides it's not for you, um, football's going to end. It's going to end for all of us. And, and we'll hopefully you know, have lots of life left. And and what is that going to look like? You know, how are you going to be seen and present yourself from that point on? Um, Coming out to me, it was, it was a part of survival. I was either choosing me or football. I was either choosing to love or appreciate myself or to continue to value 
a game or a career um, over me. And, and, and that wasn't fair. As far as tips, I will say that being in a supportive place, being around supportive people, family, friends, you know, peers, whoever they are, is very important. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of times, especially in smaller, maybe towns, you know, if you're a, a young football player in a small town, it might be hard to find that. But, you know, that's the great thing about social media. That's the great thing now about the Internet. That's the great thing about books, maybe like The Arts Between Us or others, where you can kind of get that sense of community um, in other ways. And I think that's super important because regardless of whether you come out and it's celebrated or you come out and you lose people or have a negative reaction, we all need community. We all need support. We all need love. Um you know, do things, define yourself and your happiness outside of outside of maybe what other people value about you and outside of what you do. I think that's that's huge. Very, very important. It's almost like you should write a book and go on tour as a public speaker because the way you just yeah, plugged yeah. books right there is, as being important as at a time when a lot of queer books are being are sort of sidelined right now and banned across the country. You know, hopefully we are in an era, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. You know, I'm, I, I know you're a Big Ten guy. You went to Purdue. Yeah. I went to The Ohio State mm-hmm. University, so I'm sure that makes you cringe. Um, but... <laughs> it, it does seem like athletes even are changing, right? The toxic masculinity of it all. We're still seeing, you know, somebody from the past, Herschel Walker, running for senator in Georgia right now. And some of the things he's saying are just just beyond, right? And it does feel like this younger generation is different. But I, I got to ask you because, you know, Michael Sam came out as gay. You came out as bisexual. And both of your careers sort of kind of kind of ended right and then we see somebody mm-hmm. like carl nassim come out who is a white guy right and he's celebrated and mm-hmm. he's still playing he's only what two years younger than you i believe like you guys are pretty close in age mm-hmm. um as a black man coming out as part of the community uh, d- when you see that do you celebrate it do you feel a little bit like okay why him and not us um or is it a little mixture of both I mean, I celebrate Carl coming out. I mean, I I message him personally. You know, we do have we do have that friendship and that that brotherhood. I also you know spoke on his behalf on behalf of the NFL and on, and on his courageous um, coming out story because that's what it is, especially mm. in this league. Especially like I said, in a league that's 100 plus years and only I think has 16 of us in the history of the league. Um, that progress is important. Now, is progress perfect? No. Um, you know, is race a huge factor in a lot of a lot of the the conversations, um, the topics, the heated moments in not just the NFL, but in our society, in our country? Yes, of course it is. Um, you know, but I uh, I can advocate for LGBTQ plus people. I can celebrate Carl, and I can also you know fight against racism mm. and advocate for. Black people and people of color and in, in making sure that also that I'm championing that just as much, if not more, um, than I'm championing any other minority group or community, because that is also a part of who I am and a part of my identity, my intersectionality. So those two things to me can be done. Um, they are not mutually exclusive. I can do them both at the same time. I can celebrate Carl and I can also ask the questions of like, OK, well, how are you treating black players? How are you treating black LGBTQ plus players, you know, as a league um, uh, you know, as, in social media, uh, as a fan, as a teammate, we can I can have both those conversations simultaneously. It doesn't take away from Carl what he did. Like I said, that is progress. That is amazing. It's monumentous. He's a friend. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, I would love for the same thing to be extended for uh, the next black player that comes out yes. as well or person yeah. of color in general. R.K. Russell out here reminding us all that we can walk and chew gum at the same I time, people. It. I love it, love it, love it. Can't R-K, wait, can't wait to read so this much. book. When, when's the book coming out? Oh my! 
The book comes out May 2023. Ooh. It's available for pre-order now wherever you pre-order your books. Thank you all for having me. It's always it's always a pleasure talking to you, too. Yeah, we adore you, babe. Also, give love to your partner, who we also adore. And congratulations on all of your success. Just what a great season for you. Happy to be a part of it. Uh, how about this one? This is a really interesting conversation, actually. Uh, and I'm curious to know your thoughts because sometimes you and I are very similar. Sometimes you and I disagree completely. This is a question to Miss Manners. Uh, is there a correct way for a customer to act at the checkout counter? I usually stay silent except to answer and return pleasantries that the cashier offers them. I occasionally glance at the total and assist in bagging at the cashiers alone. I have had similar, uh, similarly quiet cashiers. Often, they only exchange during the whole process. Uh, the only thing they say is, have a nice day and thank you. I work in retail and despise the empty uh, cheeriness and how draining it can be during a long shift. So I figure that giving the cashier a quiet uh, break is not unwelcome. I also glance around rather than watch them work because no one wants to feel as if they're being observed or judged. I'm an introvert and quiet and shy. So these quiet checkouts are a benefit to me, but is it impolite? Um, Okay, so yesterday I was coming home from the airport and when I went to get my Uber... It gave me the option if I wanted to talk to the driver mm. or be silent. Yep. And I usually don't mark it, but I said, be silent. Yeah. And when I got into the car, I don't know if he missed that memo, but it was obvious he was looking for a conversation. And it was yeah. about an hour drive from the airport to my apartment <clears throat> because it was a lot of traffic. But for perspective... I started last week. I hosted our morning show. I then uh, host, I then filmed for a new show that I'll be a part of next year, a television show. I flew to Atlanta. I flew to Vegas. I sang my gigs. I did my whole thing. I've done a lot of uh, personality things. Sure. Like I've had to be it's on draining. all week. And no disrespect to anybody. But I was tired yesterday. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to be in silence. So he finally stopped talking to me um, because I think he got the hint. And then when I got out of the car, I was obviously very polite. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping me with my luggage. But I didn't feel like talking to him. And I feel like we have gotten to this place as a society where, like, we have to converse with everybody. And if we don't, it's rude. And... People don't maybe want to talk. People are tired. People have their own things. People like it's not a personal thing. So, yeah, I fully understand this woman not wanting to talk at checkout. I think she's rude AF. I think she's so rude. I understand. What? Yes, I agree with you on the Uber thing. Here's why I think it's different, right? Uh, Ubers and Lyft drivers and taxi drivers, you're essentially held hostage in their environment the entire time you're there. You can't get away. Right, you're stuck in the back seat. They're in control of your life. Literally, they have to drive safely. They have that you can't get out of the car while it's like you're stuck there. So I usually choose silent too. Like I don't like to talk to my Uber driver. I don't want to have a conversation with them. It's usually anywhere you go in LA, it's at least 15 to 20 minutes, probably longer, just to get there. Right. When it comes to my grocery store clerk, though, I because sometimes my husband will do this. To be honest, he won't talk to them, and I see people in line just ignore them, and I I take it as I know introverts are awkward, but when this woman says, I even look away so she doesn't feel like I'm watching her, I feel like that's really rude because to me, it makes it awkward. It makes it strange as if you think that they're like a servant, which I don't like. Now, I don't I don't carry on full conversations, but I usually, I 
almost every single time I've ever checked out, I find one compliment to, to give uh, or, or a little joke to be made and it, just to make them feel better. Because you also have to remember, when we were when we were in the pandemic and we were every night at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, whenever it was, and we'd all cheer out our windows those early months, right? Uh, we're talking frontline workers, healthcare workers often we think of, but so yeah. are our grocery store clerks. We're really frontline workers for the longest time. And you can, you can, as a human, pretty quickly figure out if they want to be chatty with you or not. But a quick hello or your hair looks nice but today. But she says, she says in this article, I usually stay silent except to answer and return pleasantries if the cashier offers them. I also assist in bagging if the cashier is alone. She said that she glances around rather than watch them work because nobody See, wants that to feels, feel... that feels so weird to me. She said because no one wants to feel as if they're being observed no, or judged. That feels dismissive to me. She's saying she doesn't want them to feel judged. I know, but... but and she talks to them if they talk to but her. But she clearly knows that it's an issue for somebody or she wouldn't be asking for this advice. Oh, I completely agree with this lady. Yeah. I, a thousand percent. If you're nice to me, I'm so nice to you. I'll absolutely help you bag the groceries. And I think but you, if I'm not I think in the you mood, can spark up a conversation as a human and be kind. I, 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 I But would, she's saying she says hello. She's no, just she's not... Telling them no, 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 no. about their she, hair. No, 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 no. She's saying she responds if they talk to her. I'm saying it. You never know what somebody's going through. It never hurts to just be polite and say you look nice today or thank you, thank you for what you're doing, even if they don't talk to you, which she's not saying here. So I, I yeah, I just think it's kind of rude. But but put me in an Uber. I'm not talking to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like this lady. I stand with her. Somebody who I wish would not necessarily come out, but maybe go away, uh, is the topic of our next What's Poppin'. Michaela, what's Kanye West up to? Oh, God, girl. Just literally terrorizing Jewish and black people, but let's get into it. Uh, He very famously wore a White Lives Matter shirt last week, which has really kicked off this social media storm that he's got going on. Um, but he posted to his Instagram account that has now been suspended over the weekend saying that he would go death country on Jewish people when he woke up because he was very tired that night. So he could not go death country on Jewish people. He had to wait until he was rested Mm. and then he would go death country on Jewish people. Uh, and it's been quite controversial. He already upset so many people with the White Lives Matter shirt that he wore at a fashion show, insulting the people at Vogue. Uh, but listen, I'm all for mental health issues. Yesterday was World Mental Health Day. I uh, believe in mental health and getting help and medicine and all of the things. Uh, but there's just some things that are completely inappropriate. And uh, the way that he's attacked the Jewish community. My dad's Jewish. Not into it at all. I didn't even acknowledge it on social media yesterday because I feel like the more attention that we give this man, uh, the more that's what he wants. Um But it's just getting very weird. It's getting very weird. Uh, Kim Kardashian is blowing up. She's always been very famous, but I feel like everywhere you look, Kim Kardashian is on a Stuart Weitzman billboard, and then she's on a Spotify billboard for her new podcast, and then she's on a Skims uh, billboard, and then she's on a Skin billboard. Like, she's everywhere. And I don't know if that makes him feel triggered or what's happening, but... He's really um, 
doing a number on social media. First of all, I believe it's supposed to be DEFCON, but he said DEFCON, which is weird. Uh, no, DEFCON, that was the problem. No, they I, were like, what are you wishing know, on these people? I know, I know, but like, that's, it, he made that up, and that's so that's what makes it so hate, hateful. He, yeah. He could have like made the comment <laughs> using the actual term, which is DEFCON, which he didn't do. He used the word death, which is just really like... That's so inflammatory and so yeah. wrong on so many levels. I am also just shocked and amazed, but not really, but shocked and amazed that Britney Spears gets put into a conservatorship for 13 years because she shaved her head and was going through a rough mental moment, right? But yet Kanye West is still out here literally threatening the lives of people, right? And 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 still making gajillions of dollars, being praised as one of the greatest talents of his generation. He's insane yeah like to say these sorts of things is so it's crazy well and i made a mistake he did not post that on instagram what happened was he'd been blocked or his account would was suspended on instagram and so he was mad so he went to twitter and said look at this mark talking to mark zuckerberg how are you going to kick me off instagram and then posted the the tweet about Jewish people. Um, it also says in this article that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder several years ago and has spoken publicly about his mental challenges. However, uh, I don't care. That doesn't give you the right to like. It's not like, an excuse. Threaten the lives of an entire race of people. Yeah, like, it's that's... just vi- it's vile. And watching like the women, like Iranian women, right now fighting so deeply. That was Jewish women. A hundred years ago, it was that was the Holocaust. Like you can't just decide that you don't like something or like a a, a type of people. It's racist and it's rude. But also, so. just just for reference, three days ago, Elon Musk tweeted Kanye, "Welcome back to Twitter, my friend." Like, there's a lot of problems. There, 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 a lot so of many problems. People, a lot of these people that are, have extreme wealth and extreme like, power are very, very, very problematic. So is Mark Zuckerberg, and Mark yes. Zuckerberg is, isn't necessarily the one who's like, "Well, let's get rid of him off." off Instagram and off Facebook. Like, that decision's probably not made by him anymore. Yeah. But, like, even Elon Musk is out here supporting him. It's interesting to see if he'll now respond since he's now said these things about, you know, Jewish people. It's just all gross. Yep, it's all gross. All right, coming up, it's coming out day, and we have two very important guests joining us talking about how important it is to break the stigma around HIV, what we need to know, coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of news on the beat. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, but as we continue celebrating our fourth birthday here at Channel Q and honoring National Coming Out Day, of course, uh, we're sharing stories with you all morning long. Some of them new, some of them some of them old. Some of our friends are making a, making a stop, a pit stop here once again. Uh, to share their coming out stories with us. And the thing I love about our community is that every coming out story is different. And and you, maybe you came out as gay or lesbian or bisexual or trans or, or non-binary, whatever it is you come out as. Maybe you just came out as an ally. Yeah. You can come out as an ally today, too. You can, totally. You can publicly post on your social media or, or have a conversation yes. with a friend or family yes. member or yes. a fellow congregant at your church, wherever it may be. And let them know. I, I, I will say that I got um, a message yesterday on my Instagram that I'm going to try to find really quickly. I didn't plan on doing this. Uh, but we had a listener uh, that wrote to us or wrote and shared uh, his story and says, listen, you know, um, well, I'll just tell you what he said, okay? 
Good morning. I just wanted to tell you all thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being you. I had a gay phobia my entire life. It wasn't that I didn't like gay people. I guess I just didn't understand. And after watching your wedding and all of your TikToks and seeing the love you and your husband have for each other, it really touched my life. My name is Matthew. I am a single father. Uh, you guys need to come to Tennessee and visit. Would love to hear from you guys. This guy is a single father from Tennessee. And if you just looked at him, your first thought would probably be, He's a hillbilly redneck, and I know that's a, an assumption, right? But, but this is—I grew up in 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 a place very similar, not that dissimilar to Tennessee, mm-hmm. and and while that might be true for a lot of people, sometimes you know you can you can you can judge a book by its cover, sometimes, but usually not. And to share that he was, you know, had a phobia of gay people, and then just by my husband and I sharing our wedding content, and we've gotten a lot of messages like that. I know you do as well, sharing content with Lisa. And every now and then we get some hate, of course. But by and large, people are supportive. And when they see something that's maybe new to them, it might take them a bit. Uh, But every time somebody does come out as, you know, a member of our community or an ally, it's it's powerful. There's power in numbers. And I have to say, like, on the hate note, I call me lucky, call me crazy, whatever I, I we never get hate we literally always always get love it's very supportive at least like you on must my not be side on of the world facebook um no <laughs> i post on facebook, facebook too lesbian content yeah me and lisa oh, God. no we get horrible hate stuff off, no, of, off uh, facebook i mean i don't know why i don't maybe nobody cares we're also interracial and i think that plays into it as well maybe yeah but i only say that to say don't let that discourage you like don't let anything discourage mm-hmm. you even if you do get hate uh we're living in 2022 the world is a better place for the most part share your lovers share your loved ones share your stories be honest and uh and it's so important it's just it's a good day to it's a good day to be gay. It's a good day to be gay. Or whatever you are. Come out as whatever well, you might be. It's better to be gay. Well, it's best to be gay. It, I had to and, do this event this weekend. I sang, I sang it, speaking of gay, at Vegas Pride. And it was Atlanta Pride. And at the pool party that I sang at, you were also allowed, if you were a guest at the hotel, to, to go to the pool party. Mm-hmm. So there were like straight people there as well. Like straight Vegas people. So when I went out to perform, like all my lesbian friends were there, all of our gay people, and then there was like a corner of straights. And I was like, hey, straights, welcome to the lesbian party. Mm. I'm going to do my song now. This one's for you. Love you gals over there. And they were like, thank you. And I was like, you're welcome, guys. But it was so cute. They were like very supportive, but there were some straights out. Listen, we're all more alike than we are different. And at the end of the day, that is always going to be true. We're human, you know? So I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Right now, though, I would love for you to do some news on the beat. You ready? You got it, babe. Go for it. All right. So radio DJ Art LeBeau, who interviewed Elvis for radio in the 1950s before he helped like before he helped make black music and Latino youth's lifelong friends has passed away. He was 97 years old. LeBeau, who hosted a show on Los Angeles radio station K-Day, died Friday of pneumonia. The final show from LeBeau, who is credited with coining the phrase, Oldies But Goodies, was broadcast Sunday. He marked 79 years on the air, the longest continuing period of broadcast service of any U.S. DJ uh, the show is aired on stations throughout the Southwest. Art LeBeau, who lived in Palm Springs, was known to contemporary audiences 
for keeping the flame alive for Latinos raised on the ultra-romantic crooner and dance group tunes of the 1950s and 60s. So we're sending love to Art LeBeau, his family, to the city of Palm Springs, and to all of his listeners. Uh, Listen, we're still on radio, and he was a legend. 79 years. We're celebrating our fourth birthday today. Yeah. Four. Four. I mean, not our station, obviously. Our company, our parent company's been around for a long time, but... Four years. 79. Yeah. That's so... How old are you? You're 34. Uh-huh. I'm 42. Add those together. 76. Oh, my God. Still. Our ages still combined. Not even. not even as long as this guy's career. That's crazy. What an, There will never be somebody... Nobody will ever do that again. No. no 79 no, no, years. Nobody. nobody. And not to the capacity that he did. No he way. was doing radio when radio was radio. Interviewing yeah. Elvis. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's wild to think that people knew certain people. Like Elvis. Yeah. Like Elvis died, I think, when I was like, what did he die? Did he die in late 70s or early 80s? Like 81 or something, maybe? I feel like he, I was like one, maybe, when Elvis died. Yeah. And I, I there, it just feels like a lifetime away. What year? He died in 1977. 77? Oh my gosh, way sooner than I thought. He was yeah. dead before I was alive. Yeah. I thought he lived in the 80s for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Shows you what I know. It's okay. That's okay. I was not on the radio back then. It's okay. It's okay. All right, Pierre at LeBeau. All right, let's get into weather. 73 in D.C. today, 89 in Orlando, 66 in Seattle, 64 in San Francisco, 77 in L.A., and 95 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vowel of the day. In order to move others deeply, we must deliberately allow ourselves to be carried away beyond the bounds of our normal sensibility. Get out of your comfort zone today. Get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. I love that. As we continue celebrating our fourth birthday on this national coming out day, it's important to tell stories and to share uh, different life experiences, right? And coming out to you might mean something very different than it means to your friend or your neighbor uh, or to a loved one. Uh, maybe you've come out as gay or bisexual or lesbian or trans, or or, or maybe you came out as, as an ally to our community. Well, our next guest both came out as HIV positive in recent years and have been working tirelessly to break the stigma. We're so so, so grateful to welcome back Carl Schmid, uh, ABC correspondent and founder of Plus Life and uh, a personal friend of mine, Tony Morrison, GLAD's Senior Director of Communications. Fellas, how are you? Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Now, yeah, first of all, coming out day. It's a joyous that was, day. That was, that was a lovely song. I want to get numb, 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 but we were just listening to it. Yeah, well, that's okay. like that's what we like to push at eight o'clock in the morning. Well, okay. just it's a party yeah, now, over here. Carl, I'm glad. Now, Michaela, <laughs> Michaela, you know I came out as fabulous recently. Oh yeah, that was years ago. I think. That was um, a you've always ago. been fabulous, honey. No need to come out. We already knew, babe. I also thought, oh, Carl, I thought, <laughs> I thought Carl was going to drag me for saying Tony was a friend because I've never actually met Tony face-to-face in person. We're friends through friends on social media. Carl actually is a real-life friend of mine. Uh, but I'm going to go to you first, yeah. Tony, uh, as the newcomer yeah. to our show. Thank Please, you. go to Tony. He's far more interesting <laughs> than me. <laughs> uh, we'll get to you, Carl. Well, oh, Tony. Right, like, That's for, what everybody says. First, <laughs> first and foremost, Tony, congratulations. You know, you were a producer over at Good Morning America for many Many years and did that job very well uh, and you were able to bring a lot of stories to the forefront there that maybe would not have happened had you not been on that platform and when you announced a few months back that you were leaving Good Morning America I think myself and a lot of people were like wait what why would you leave that <laughs> job and then it became clear why you're now GLAD Senior Director of Communications so, so talk to us about the position you hold at GLAD and the work you're doing to to end the stigma uh, of for those who are HIV positive or or just our entire community at whole. 
Yeah, totally. And, you know, for those who are not familiar with the work at GLAAD, they have a very storied history of really advocating for LGBT representation and visibility and really belonging across all media. Um, and, you know, working with GLAAD to help us at ABC News infuse a lot of that inclusive storytelling, we developed a really, a really great a relationship together, you know, and then I came out with my story um, as HIV positive, and it really became apparent. One of the first things that struck me in this ABC piece that I wrote is that people really wanted to talk about this. Mm. And um, to keep it brief for you guys, I mean, what really happened in kind of my move from, you know, a definite dream job at ABC and Good Morning America into a place um, like GLAAD, who have been working in this space for decades already, is I just honestly, I wanted to um, work outside of the purview of journalism and really become an advocate for other people like me. And I really had a ceiling at ABC News um, as a journalist. I really had a real ceiling to do that advocacy work. So now I've kind of come out of that journalism space and I'm journalism adjacent, I like to say. Mm. And I'm really able to have that freedom and and bandwidth to to do the work and to encourage other people like me to just live authentically. We're kind well, of journalism adjacent here, Michaela. Yeah? I guess. On our, on our best. <laughs> I like Pretend of Barbara Walters, but honey, she can't get the name right to save her life. Uh, no, I. in all seriousness, I, I love what we do. It's very, very important, the platform that we have, so that we can honor people like the both of you. Uh, Carl, we've had you on the show quite a few times, um, and it's always just such a pleasure because it is very important to break the stigma around HIV. I know you're in India right now doing some really great work as well. Can you talk to us about what you're doing currently in regards to uh, your company. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys because you're so great. And I just want to say, Glad aren't the only ones that benefited from Tony Morrison. Um, Tony joined us at Plus Life and has a fantastic show now on the channel uh, called Truth Be Told, in which Tony really does these fantastic interviews with wonderful people who we see in social media and out and about all the time who are living out and proud. And Tony is so great. Um, when he sits down with these people and finds gets kind of the crux of what their truth was. And I guess as we talk about coming out day, it's all about living your truth, right? And so Tony has this wonderful platform now with us, and I'm so lucky that we get to share him with GLAAD. But yes, I'm here. I'm in Mumbai, India tonight, where it's 9 o'clock. Um, uh, Plus Life is trying to get a little documentary short off the ground um, about the children of India who are born... HIV positive and then either abandoned or orphaned because they're HIV and have nowhere to go. And there's an amazing organization here who picks them up and gives them a family and a life. And these kids are turning their lives around. And instead of being street kids with nowhere to go and no one to love, they're becoming uh, people in the military and chartered accountants. And they're growing up and they're learning that just because they're HIV positive, nothing can stop them. So we're very excited. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we hope we hope we can get this all together and share it with the world, uh, you know, in the next 12 months, this wonderful story, which in a weird way, we're kind of like HIV has saved these kids' lives, right? Because if if they didn't have this situation and they weren't put into this home with this amazing organization raised here, they'd probably still be kids living on the street. But now they're living full successful lives and they're in India where they're going to show the world that just because they're HIV positive doesn't mean that they can't succeed and can't be loved. So that's what I'm doing here. But 
but I'm I'm proud to like I said to have Tony on board. Um, uh, and and Plus Life is going great, and that's largely thanks to you guys. So thank you, AJ. And oh, thank you, stop. Thank you, babe. Oh, stop. You're too kind, Carl. You know I think you're a sweetheart. I know. For many I years. really am. I we, really <laughs> am. <laughs> we adore you, but, but I'm curious to talk about, you know, you're talking about like literally saving lives in India right now. I mean, like what better work could, uh-huh. the, yeah. could you be doing? And, and truth be told, it's a fantastic series. I often see it pop up on my social media, I think probably because I follow Tony and I just see it there. Um, <laughs> but I want to I I ask, and anybody can take this you know this question you talk about you know saving other lives by by being yourself but i've seen a change in you personally carl somebody i've known for many years uh pre coming out as hiv positive and post and you are just you're just this beautiful human being you always have been but there's something about you that's just free now right and you're expressing in a different way and you're following passion projects i want to know uh for you and for tony either of you how has your life changed since you've come out and just sort of like shed the weight of carrying the secret yeah well i mean i'll jump in and let tony finish because i think we're both kind of on the same page like so many people who are living with hiv especially but not just that i mean we're talking about coming out in general that when you get to when you get to throw away the shackles of that sort of secret, or as I've always, you, I've said this to you guys before, like stepping out of the shadows and into the sunshine of life, um, it's incredibly liberating, right, Tony? I mean, yeah. I, I hope you don't mind me saying, Tony, like I, I kind it's- of knew Tony's story for a while before Tony made it public and we talked a lot about it. And for me to see Tony just, just, blossom like you've so kindly said about me aj but i can say the same thing about tony you know you were a fantastic friend and colleague before but to see you kind of just thrive it's it's it it really is magical and that's that's what we hope people who listen to today's interview and celebrate today feel right tony no and like i love that word thank you carl i really appreciate that and i was i was just gonna hand you your flowers you know and kind of mention that same story of just you know well before my coming out or i guess my second coming out with my story here i i had a conversation with carl and told him and confided in him because he was um having that public experience and i and i had a moment of just like oh this is someone like me, my story is being represented in a big way. And I never really saw that until Carl's story came out, you know, as a as a colleague across the, the ABC News um, field and across our, our, our network there. And it was really inspiring for me and kind of what I would I would like to do with with all the work that I'm doing is kind of you know, I want people to look to us and our stories and be inspired. Right. But really to be inspired to tell their own story and inspire others to do the same. It's just a beautiful cascade um, to just have that courage to own every part of our life um, and use our fears and use our doubts and insecurities as step stools and to really be that unstoppable self uh, once we start to own our stories. So I just like really through all of this, so this this crazy experience like, as, I, as I can articulate it now, um, I never knew life could be so good. Like oh, life is so oh, good. Come on. 
when you are just you yes. are bringing your full self and your That's full identity. So like life is meant to be lived. Come on, steps. And, and I just did not. Yeah, did did not even realize how good life can be mm. um, until the last couple of years. So Tony, that's such a doll baby yeah, thing to say. I, I honestly, we never have enough time, and I feel like talking to the both of you. It was just such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure hearing your stories. I know for our listeners as well. We hope to have you both back on Tony Morrison and Carl Schmid. We love you guys. Thank you for your courage, your bravery, everything you're doing for our community. And we always look to honor you. So thank you again. Yeah. Can't also wait to see the documentary. Namaste from Mumbai. <laughs> Namaste, baby. Love you guys. Namaste thank you right so here. Much. Oh, thank you guys. by the way, by the way, shameless plug, AIDS Walk LA this Sunday. There, if you're in LA, AIDS Walk in West Hollywood. Yes. AIDS Walk I'll this Sunday in West Hollywood. We'll and see you there. PlusLifeMedia.com is the website. Go check out uh, Truth Be Told and the rest of their great content there. Thank you, fellas. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. When you go to somebody's house for the first time, Michaela, do you think to yourself, I wonder what their rules of etiquette are? No. No. You just go in and you're just your great self. Yeah. Whatever that means, that, that that's what they get. Yes. What? A thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're kind. I think you're pretty good. No, no, good. no. I'm super respectful, of course. Like, I try to do my best, obviously. But I think that a home should be a comfortable place. And I would want people to come to my home and feel... Uh, there's this story that uh, literally just explains it. I, When I was recording my album... I recorded it at my friend's house who helped me write the album and we would make lunch after we were done writing and then every once in a while I would just go lay in his bed and he loved it. He didn't care. He was like, there was no words exchanged. Sometimes he'd come in there and lay with me for a while. Like we just did our thing and I I love those kind of homes. I love those kind of friendships. I love the comfortability. So, uh, Well, I bring this up because the holidays are here. Yeah. Right, the holidays are right around the corner, and you're going to be going to people's homes. People yeah. are going to having dinner parties and things like Got that. Got to lay in their beds too. Okay, that, okay. So, <laughs> personal space. Are you one of those? Are, are you a snooper? Like, if you go to the restroom, do you like get in their cupboards and look no. around to see what they have? Uh-uh. No, I don't. Totally rude. Yeah, that's rude. Do you wear your shoes in somebody's house? If they uh, ask me not to, I don't. That's fair. That's fair. I do, but then you see, like, you can always tell if you're observant, that if the shoes are in the front. There's a pile of them at the front yeah, door. you're like, oh, this is a no-shoe house. Okay, do you show up empty-handed? Never. You don't. She did. I, I will say this. I had her over to make pasta a couple weeks ago and watch Hocus Pocus. She showed up with a tiramisu and flowers. I think I was allergic to the flowers, though. No! Yeah, my allergies were really bad for a few days after they started to bloom. Oh, no! So we got rid of them. But they looked beautiful. We had I'm them for like sorry. A, but they lasted for like a week. Yeah, Whole Foods has the best flowers. Yeah, they were really fantastic. Uh, do you show up early, on time, or late? I show up early. See, that to me is like the worst. I know. Don't I show know. up. If I'm I having know. you over for a dinner party at 7, you better not be there until at least 7.15. Like, because here's the thing. I have my, I had one friend. Her name is Sophia. Not the one you know, a different one. And she used to show up. If I'd have a 7 o'clock dinner party, she would show up at 6.30 every time. And it used to freak me out because I wasn't even close to ready. I'm notorious in the past for having like Christmas, Thanksgiving, and people show up. And I'm like, I haven't showered yet. Because I used to try to do everything. Yeah. I used to try to make every side dish by myself, every pie from scratch. I would not al- I wouldn't delegate dishes to anybody. Twenty people would come over like, don't bring anything. Right? Oh I, my I, god. I'm definitely not that guy anymore. But she used to show up and I had to learn to like she's always gonna be early, no matter what. So she also has kids and so it's like a thing. She's like has to really schedule her day. And so she would show up early and then it turned into, Well, great, Sophia's here. She can help me clean and cook really quickly. 
while I yeah. go while I go shower. Yeah. So yeah, you are you are. I think you're a really good house guest. Thanks. Sometimes you do overstay your welcome. I know sometimes you come over and you're like, can I just sleep here? Can I stay? And I move in. Eh, sometimes that gets a little dicey. I didn't. I didn't sleep over the last time I went home after the movie. No, you stayed over my birthday weekend one time. My 40th birthday, you're like, I'm going to stay all weekend long. Listen, my other friends don't care. They welcome me. I have a room at my friend's houses. <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. So the other day on The View, uh, Kathy and Jimmy was on promoting Hocus Pocus 2. And Whoopi said to her, because of you and because of Hocus Pocus 2, we might actually get a sister act 3. Oh. Very exciting stuff. Disney Plus might be doing it. So it is the season of the reboots. And you have another potential reboot that I would gag for. What's going on? What's popping? This is very exciting. Is Jamie Lee Curtis agreeing to doing another Freaky Friday? Take a listen. You know what? I'm 64 years old today. Uh, not today. Not today. Not today. Oh. Soon. Uh, in a month or whatever. My point is I'm wide open. I do creatively. I'm wide open. So... You know, Lindsay Lohan and me back in a, uh, a Freaky yes. Friday, she just made a Christmas movie, I believe, oh. that she got married or she's, ha- you know, it's like, it's all good. Yes. Bring it. Yes. Uh, let me be the grandma. <laughs> let me be the yeah. old grandma. That's right. Or, who has to take care honey, this of is a, this is a sexy grandma. I know. You're an old grandma. You're a sexy but, grandma. But so then Lindsay gets to be the sexy grandma yes. who's still, you know, happy with Mark Harmon in all the ways you would be happy with Mark Harmon. Oh, uh, who, whose wife I know very well, Pam. I, I don't mean, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. Not like, but like that. Screen versions of yes, that happiness. That's right. And oh. simply, I would like to see Lindsay be the hot grandma. Yes. And I would like to see me try to deal with toddlers. <laughs> Today. I want to see that right now. I want to be a helicopter parent. Yeah. I, would... <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed. You know, she also talks about, she not only touches upon that, she also touched upon Kanye West, the story that we did in the last What's Poppin', mm. where she said she burst into tears reading what he tweeted and she said that she just hopes that he gets some help, the help that he clearly needs. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the view's the place to go to talk about these reboots. Yeah, I'm <laughs> loving it. I, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is having a bit of a resurgence right now. Halloween ends, the final part of the Halloween trilogy, the reboot, uh, comes out I think this weekend. And she said recently, if there wasn't a Laurie Strode, which is the character she played in Halloween in the 1970s. There's no Jamie Lee Curtis. There's no career. Yeah. So to be at this point in her career where she's wide, wide open to going back to her old rules, roles and revisiting them, I'm here for it. I'd watch Freaky Friday, too. Yeah, absolutely. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. Love to see it. One thing about my best friend, my little Italian to my left. Hello, it's And me. me. I go to a restaurant. I'm ordering a charcuterie board. Uh, if it's on the menu, it's, on my, it's it. on my table. Yes. No matter what. A thousand percent. I also, love I it feel all. like such a rich <laughs> bitch. Yeah. With charcuterie. It feels fancy. You feel so fancy. Yes, I'll have this 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 basically a cutting board full of really like expensive things. It's overpriced. They're always like 25-30 bucks for some cheese and some spreads. If you put like a like a pate or like a liver, like a mousse like liver, then it's even way fancier. Ugh. Add a little honey or some dried mustard. It's everything. Those little, dried mustard I'm here for, liver. The fancy little pickles. Pate. Little pickles. Prosciutto, all of it. Stupid little pickles. Love it all. I know exactly those little stupid pickles. I love them. And I've, 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 I've gotten really good at creating my own charcuterie boards over the years. Have you? My, yes, my other best friend who lives in Portugal, Therese, she's an icon. She makes the most gorgeous. No. They're insane. So if you want to have a holiday party or anything, invite her over. Dinner, anything. 
right? So that's um, we're all on board with that. Yeah, a thousand percent. But how about a butterboard? It's taking over the internet. This is trending everywhere. I'm concerned. Here it is. The same board. Instead of all those delicious things I just mentioned, you smear butter all over it, and then you top it off with I don't know some truffle oil or some sea salt, maybe some loose greens. And then you just scoop up the butter with pieces of bread. Is that really cool or is it really weird? No, I think it's weird. (laughs) I don't have a liking for butter so deeply that I need to have a whole board for it. Yeah. Also, when did it become a board? This is what make this is how much it does make sense to me, okay? It would literally be like you making a board, half peanut butter, half jelly. Perfect. Oh, that's, and taking the bread. Wait, wait, wait. And dipping it into the peanut Smearing butter. Smearing it across both. And yeah. Actually. Actually, it sounds kind of sounds good. Sounds kind of delicious. Uh, you can whoa. put that on TikTok and start a trend. That's smart. Okay, hold on. Okay. Whoa, 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 We're rethinking sissy girl. Listen, I, at first I'm like, this is so stupid. But then I started to think about it. When I go out to eat and they give me fresh bread. It's the best. Honey, you better believe you and I go to Cheesecake Factory. What do I do? I smear that butter all. I warm it up in you my hand. You need to have a side of ranch. To make sure. At, well, I have ranch. I do have ranch for the sourdough bread. Uh-huh. Or whatever that white Tell bread the people is. people what the brown, you do. The brown bread that everybody calls pumpernickel that's not actually. It's just a brown wheat bread. I put so much butter on that. It's Oh, we need to go. Okay. I'm all on board. I like the butter board. I think it sounds like a crazy trend on social media. And it's really, really bad for your cholesterol. Okay, well, here's I'm, what's... I'm in. Okay, well, here's what's crazy. So I'm looking at this video that went viral. The video that went viral happens to be Kourtney Kardashian's private chef. <gasps> but oh, wait. that private chef happens to be Lisa's good friend, no. Chef K. Is that what we have? Yes, we this have audio is the video. Oh, my gosh. Please play this. Uh-huh. Have you heard of a butterboard? This is what one looks like, and I I want to make them the next charcuterie board. Not to usurp charcuterie, but like maybe a little bit, but mostly because I just love the concept. It's by Josh McFadden, and it's all about if you're serving a group of people, like spread a bunch of softened butter on a plate, add tons of flaky salt, tons of lemon zest, any herbs or toppings you want. I'm adding edible flowers and like a honey coriander situation, but I'll link more ideas below. And serve with warm bread, and it just feels like really communal. I love it. Not a honey coriander situation. Okay, first of all, sounds, ma'am, you're going to need to speak English. It kind of sounds amazing, though, to be honest. How are you going to make a butterboard and then use words like coriander? No, you speak trash the yeah. way that butterboard is, butter so I understand. and wonder white bread. Yeah. That's it. That's okay? all you need. That's all you need. Tell me something good. All right, welcome back to the show uh, as we continue celebrating National Coming Out Day. Uh, we've got a cool opportunity for you if you're here in Southern California to go check out a new venue called Liberation Coffee House uh, that is very much uh, here for our community, and we love that. Joining us now is the Director of Culinary Training and Operations at Liberation Coffee House, uh, Nick Panapinto, I believe. Nick, am I saying your last name right? Mm-hmm. You are. That was absolutely perfect. Okay. Good morning. All right. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Liberation Coffee House uh, for our SoCal listeners, especially. Um, I want you to tell us exactly why it's so important to have a local coffee shop support the community the way that you guys do. For sure. Well, I think, you know, one of the things we've noticed in the community is so many of the corporate coffee chains are really geared more towards grab and go and eliminating a lot of things like comfortable seating and free Wi-Fi uh-huh. and liberation. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows that you sit at that stool and you're like, is this supposed to be uncomfortable? Yep. Um, and at Liberation Coffee House, we really went against all of that in our design and are really working to bring back kind of that traditional coffee house feel, a place where you can read, meet new friends, and make organic connections with your community members. 
That's so fabulous. Uh, it's really important to, uh, as we've seen in Friends, the importance of coffee houses because that's where everybody goes to congregate. <laughs> Just make a central perk reference. And the specialness of it. Uh, tell us particularly about the culinary arts program. Sure, yeah. So our intergenerational culinary arts program enrolls both seniors and youth members of our community. It's a 300-hour culinary arts training program, and our goal is to get them an entry-level position in any restaurant or bakery or cafe that they're looking at. So it's 100 hours of a culinary boot camp to start, where we expose them to everything they might find in a commercial kitchen. And then they spend 100 hours making meals for members of our center, which is amazing because they're giving back to the community and feeling a sense of empowerment. And then we also place them on a 100-hour internship where they work with our community partners and local restaurants to help develop and build their resume. So our goal is that within just three short months, we can put them on a career um, in the culinary industry and help them gain economic stability. This is absolutely fabulous, Nick. I'm so happy that you joined us, Director of Culinary Training and Operations at Liberation Coffee House. You can also go to Liberation coffee.lalgbtcenter.org for more information. Thank you so much for joining us and having this conversation. Your program produces about 400 meals daily for residents at the center. The work you're doing is incredible, and we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. Great. My pleasure. Thank you for the support. Um, Well, as always, we appreciate you joining us, and we appreciate our show. Happy National Coming Out Day. We hope that you have an amazing day to our listeners. Make sure you stick around for Loveline tonight. Different types of intimacy building is what Dr. Chris is talking about. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.